Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Underpaid and Underqualified Show with your host, John Vince, where we talk about pretty much whatever is on our mind, um, where we try to keep one topic where it's uh, kind of more whatever the heck we want and the other one a little bit more serious. And today is a little more on the serious end, though we normally talk about a lot of movies this time around. We're going to talk about Mulan and I'll pretty much rate Mulan, but also like kind of a co- touch upon some of the controversies that has happened to this movie because for a lot of people at least myself if you guys have been listening to us i'm pretty big on the whole asian american identity thing um this one is definitely it's teetering a fine line at some points so yeah anyways <laughs> you like didn't take a breath through that whole thing that was like a minute of you like saying the whole podcast like jesus i'm not used to this much efficiency efficiency sorry this was completely me winging it and this is probably one of the more better prepared actually if we were to rate our podcast in terms of like preparedness, this is probably more on the prepared end, even though I technically only just finished the movie about 30 minutes ago and finished writing my notes 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and don't, don't forget you skipped church for a job. I need that to be publicly known. <laughs> oh yeah. Just so I can get this, get this episode pushed. Cause I feel like I am. Okay. So I did not expect this movie to be as controversial as it is given what has occurred and transpired prior to this movie being released. Um, mm-hmm. So that said, I felt like, oh, shoot, we're a little bit behind on this one because um, we technically released an episode last week and I'm going to try to push this one tomorrow. So it's all right. That, that fills our two episodes a month quota right there. I think we're I think we're still relatively in the ballpark. I hear people talking and reviewing it and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if we want if we want to talk underprepared. I, you know, I actually think some of our better episodes have been the ones where we're underprepared. At the same time, some good ones have been when we're prepared, but I don't know. It's it's like there's no clear formula. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, I don't know, sometimes when we don't prepare, it works out. Sometimes when we do prepare, it doesn't work out for some reason. So, I don't know. We, we have should, to feel uh, for it on an emotional level. We should rank our, like, favorite episodes, and I'm sure our list would be vastly different. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, no, 100% agreed. My least favorite episodes would be your favorite episodes and vice versa. <laughs> yeah i can see that definitely but yeah no, uh, probably so, yeah uh, to the topic. Well, okay sorry <laughs> oh yeah no so definitely i'm gonna preface this right now there's definitely going to be things that i will not be talking about for people who are going to be butthurt that i didn't talk about there is a reason for this the reason for this is that i'm going to focus mostly on this movie like the mm-hmm. movie in itself all right um fair enough but do we want to do our weeks before <laughs> uh, we i mean to- i don't know i've just been doing homework school and that's pretty much most of my life right now work or school jazz been having an intense life sounds like (laughs) i have something i can contribute in that case Uh, okay then go for it all right so if we want to talk underprepared (laughs) it wasn't until about 4 a.m last night that i remembered oh shit we have a podcast this morning (laughs) what's up oh no i was like did you double book us (laughs) uh well i just kind of like did some stuff and stayed up late i don't usually drink but i kind of went out last night and was kind of going for it and then around 4 a.m i was like ah oh, it's so great i get to sleep in tomorrow and then it kind of hit me i was like wait is there something i had to do and then, shit there was the podcast and jaw even specifically reminded me earlier this week and i was like oh yeah no it's a it's an understood thing we're always doing sundays at 10 30 so i would have really looked like a boob if i would have missed it so uh yeah, yeah. And you're telling me i'm like yeah it's it's already understood i'm like all right just making sure <laughs> yeah, well I, th- I, well, I thought I said it a few times. So when you said that, I was just like, "Oh yeah, didn't I say that before?" So it would have been funny if I like said it like it was such an obvious thing and then slept through this. <laughs> okay, would you? Uh, 
no, you but, should have um, just recorded the podcast without me and been like, Vince is, I don't know what Vince is doing, but fuck this shit. I'm busy, so I'm doing the podcast. Just me. <laughs> to be honest, I probably could have. But I was like, nah. I think definitely getting some other feedback from angles that maybe I may not have thought about would have been helpful. Yeah. Given the fact that have. even though you haven't seen this movie, but still. I've seen the original. So this is going to be like uh, one person's the expert, one person's getting educated, I guess. And Jaws obviously more knowledgeable on this movie, even if he just saw it. What, an hour ago? <laughs> 30, now 35 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> he, knows, um, he knows more about the context and whatnot, so he's going to be talking about it, and I'll give my outsider perspective on what I've heard. It's still fresh in my mind, and I was actually, like, even educating myself as I was watching this, as I was going. I was Googling certain things, like, all right, how accurate is this part? Um, how could it have been portrayed, blah, blah, but I'll definitely get to it in this podcast. But, yeah. All right. So a couple things that we will not be discussing – strictly because it's not related to the movie at all is for example, for people who were coming in this movie because the actress who played uh, Hua Mulan, uh, Liu Yifei, that actress, very popular actress in China. Um, she made a comment about how like she was a, a proponent of what's going on in Hong Kong, the police brutality, uh, something along the lines of that. And also Donnie Yen, he, he made a comment about how like he's very, he's satisfied along the lines of like reintegrating Hong Kong back with China. Because Hong Kong is a part of China for a fact, because British rule returned it back to China. But however, the caveat between, but for that is, a hundred years China will not touch. Um, it's quote unquote like its special independent status. It's hmm. it's got like this kind of special political independent status from China for at least a hundred years. Hmm. Um, but keep in mind that legally, Hong Kong is part of China. However, you want to discuss that. But can any actor like say anything nowadays without having some sort of controversy attached to it? Yeah. So that's the issue. It's like, okay, I understand that Hong Kong up until this point has been very uh, democracy, very uh, like America where you can vote and such like that. Uh, Freedom of speech is not affected. Like you can practice religion. You can like a lot of Christian missionaries, they start their um, uh, missions from Hong Kong because it's still legal to practice your faith versus in China where it's not. So that's the whole part of the whole hundred rule thing. Um, that said, that controversy will not be discussed since this is more for the movie in itself. Um, another thing that I will right now, right off the bat, denounce and are not valid arguments. However, nostalgic millennial child entitled snowflake you are, is if people are going to say like, because this Mulan movie does not have singing, Mushu, that is considered not a Disney movie. This is a bad interpretation. How dare you? And if you open up the conversation in any sense with those two argument points, I'm just going to assume that you're an entitled snowflake and I, there's no reason to, to continue the discussion because every iteration for anything is going to be different. Is this a bad time to say that I really hate this movie because there's no Mushu? And on that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah no so that's the thing is that like every iteration is different right so for people who say like no it has to have singing it has to have eddie murphy didn't we just have like a whole thing where it's like we should not have we should have like asian people play asian voices and such like that why are we getting an african-american is it eddie murphy dragon i I thought he was like one one like 900th asian didn't his 23 and me come back (laughs) 
I don't know. He could be for all I know. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Like that's not true. That's not true at all. Board. I just wanted to see if you would buy it. But uh, no, I, I was kidding. Honestly, I really don't. I see what you're saying and agree that like interpretation should be different and some characters should be taken out. And uh, it like if you're doing a live action format, it's kind of, you know, I think so obviously it's a bit hard to get Mushu in a live action format. Um, it kind of goes, it's kind of like the Yoda Star Wars thing where he's either a puppet or he's the CGI thing and people weren't too happy when he was the CGI thing. So yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it. unhappy about that? Yeah, some people were like, I don't know, it's just too... Sometimes people like don't like that technology kind of takes over stuff and can dominate more. They like the more like grounded stuff, you know? I'm like, dang, but the Yoda Count Dooku fight scene was still pretty badass. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it, I remember like being a, in fourth grade and seeing episode two when he fought Count Dooku and I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's not going to be a discussion uh, point um yeah so want to get underway so my initial impressions of this movie was um this was not a good movie at all i i wouldn't recommend it to be honest damn i'm actually surprised you said that i thought you would like kind of like it but not hate it as much as everybody has been kind of hating on it but yeah so that's the thing is i like going to this movie i was super excited right so people are like oh my gosh there's gonna be a witch what the heck is a witch one be about I don't know. It's freaking Disney. They're going to throw in magic somehow. Whatever. Um, as long as you make in this movie. Yeah, there's a witch in this movie who basically. So, uh, I guess this would be be a good first point. So the premise of this movie is that they're talking about chi, right? This is like this inner energy that we um, Chinese people like to talk about a lot, especially the more um, uh, the more like we call more culturally uh, the um, thing of the word focused. Focused. That is the right word. Yeah, no, they're more culturally focused <laughs> and such like that. And so, like, especially Chinese parents will talk about, uh, may allude to this every now and then. Um, which is fine. It's whatever you want to talk about. You want to run the freaking witch in there? I don't care as long as it's a good movie, right? Um, so then this is kind of where, like, two points kind of can be brought up. Is that this movie was originally touted as, oh, it's going to be historically accurate. It's going to be more um, faithful to the original ballad. Because Mulan was based off of a poem. Mm-hmm. and the poem is actually very short and very bare bones there's really not much going into it and everything that comes afterwards were filled in whether it be accurate or not and mm-hmm. so mulan itself is kind of like in like almost a legend in a way yeah. and that so seems, hmm? that seems like how a lot of things are nowadays it's like a basic super bare line story that people just kind of add their own fluff to and of course disney's gonna add as much fluff as you can imagine yeah, so I believe the person Mulan is a real person, but at the same time, it's like, well, if there's some myth, there's some legend to it. And so it's like, all right, I understand that you're going to fudge around with it. So this becomes an issue where it's like, how dare you throw in a witch? It's not true to the original cartoon slash to the original ballad. And for me, it's like, okay, you know what? You already set yourself up for failure Disney when you said, I want to be historically accurate because there's really not much to go off of. And a lot of it's like, you can include it. It may be to some degree true, but it's going to be very difficult. In the in the ballad, do you know, in the original ballad, do you know if it follows the same like story where she try had to like act like she was a man and like fool people to get into the army and whatnot? That was barely included. <laughs> really? That's like the yeah. crux of the story that everyone remembers. Exactly. That's the one that people remembers. And that's the thing is that like where this movie okay, so I guess the best way to describe this movie is that this movie lacked identity. Hmm. Interesting. In that sense, because it, it's struggling between like, oh, we're not going to have the singing, but we're going to be very faithful to history, but we're going to be very faithful to um, the original Mulan because there was a lot of like honor, honor, honor. 
And a hmm. lot of people have kind of spoken about that. Do you know the actor who's going to play Shang-Chi? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he made a joke about how like, oh, I have to think about my honor again because that's what you guys keep portraying in this movie. Huh. And so, okay. yeah, like bringing basically honor to your family is a big deal in Chinese culture, but it's like, that's kind of repeatedly beaten into like a woodpecker onto a tree. So it's yeah, almost like an analogy. But yeah. It's almost like they're respecting more of an actual like kind of ethic in the culture of honor, but it's not making for necessarily an entertaining experience that you'd expect. It's like they're being more like kind of culturally sound and like let's focus on honor, but that doesn't necessarily make for like an entertaining movie kind of experience. Yeah, so for a lot of people have said that like, oh, this is basically a Westerner's opinion of like Chinese culture. Um, wow. The way I saw it was more like, I mean, you can talk about it, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, you lacked identity, you didn't really weave into it, which then plays into a lot of like, characters were poorly developed. Mm. Um, All right. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's going back on the whole, like, I want to make a court culturally accurate movie or historically accurate movie, but I have my Disney snowflake fans to appease. <laughs> how, how long was the movie too? Uh, the little time bar duration thinks at like one hour, 55 minutes. Oh, geez. That seems on the longer side too, especially if the movie's like for a movie that this sounds like not having an identity and kind of just like nothing that really strikes, strikes like as too memorable, or at least doesn't seem like it kind of seems like that's kind of on the longer end where it can kind of drag. Did it feel like it dragged? It, it felt like it paced really weirdly. So it's, so in the beginning, um, Mulan, so they focus on this chi thing and she has like a ton of chi. So basically all of a sudden she's like this magical warrior. People really didn't like that. And for me, it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of didn't like that in the sense of, of it was just portrayed weird. It was one of those things where it's like, you can talk about it technically. And this is true. This does exist in the Chinese culture, but it was kind of portrayed in a way of like, okay, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, weird. And then they kept throwing in a Phoenix. Like they made, uh, Mulan's dad made like one story about a Phoenix and it's all in the freaking Phoenixes in there like three or four times. Did they talk about Chi or the Phoenix in the cartoon? Uh, I, haven't, no, I haven't seen uh, the they didn't talk about any of that. So like there was a dragon but instead of dragon <laughs> they had a Phoenix that didn't talk and kind of just flowed, flew around. Huh, okay. And supposedly resurrected her like because supposedly she gets killed at one point. Spoiler alert. But then the Phoenix it was kind of just like okay well I guess that is your family thing, but like it was one of those things like we're gonna throw it in there. And then a lot of people were upset that like because she has chi, she doesn't need training and stuff like that. I didn't like that. All right, first of all, that's not a really good argument, specifically just because they quote unquote did explain that she was naturally gifted. Mm. Okay. To agree that's an explanation to answer that argument. So I'm like, I don't think that was really a valid criticism, but at the same time. So definitely areas of this movie I feel are bad, but different reasons why people think it's bad. Yeah, I think some controversial movies, I've noticed like controversial movies like these, they're like, there's kind of a consensus that people don't like it, but then you talk to people and everyone has a different reason for why. And it's kind of just seems like sometimes there's just more things for people to not like or to disagree with. It sounds like it might be the case with this movie. I'm just thinking like, it's hard to say it's a remake and like if people are like thinking like okay it's gonna be cool seeing the cartoon like on a live action screen but it sounds like there's a lot of elements that weren't in the cartoon so it's kind of just like uh what is this movie i'm watching that's supposed to be mulan you know 
Yeah, so there's no love interest, right? And in, like the Ballad of Mulan, there really was no love interest. And so some people are like, there's no Shang. Okay. This is a new iteration. They already said it from the get-go. Yes, Disney set themselves up for failure, but they said this is going to be different. This is going to be more historically accurate. So a lot of people are hate. So there's a there's a, probably like a section of people that are hating on it for being and they're being nitpicky. And it's these are kind of the people I really don't want to talk to. But definitely some of the criticisms that I do hear of like it's too focused on honor. I would agree because it is kind of being a dead horse at this point. And it felt like the lack of character development. So like um, the antagonist, shoot, I forgot what the antagonist's name is, but basically uh, crash Mulan? horse. <laughs> Disney. Disney's the ant- antagonist. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Um, no, Mix but, those up. So yeah. So in, so the TLDR version is that, okay, well, great wall was built to stop the Mongols from attacking. Um, I just learned this actually more today is that during the time where Mulan was portrayed, uh, Mongols wasn't technically an empire yet. It was more just like a a bunch of proto nations, proto tribes on their own and attacking. And so I felt like, Oh, Disney really screwed the preacher on this one of like, they could have explained it a little bit more. They could have. So like one of the reasons why people loved Avengers um, Infinity Wars, because they humanized Thanos. You were able to sympathize with them a little bit more it gave him a compelling reason to fight, right? And f- the thing is that for the uh, uh, the Rowan army, th- uh, the group that they're called, and they kind of gave him like, all right, you know, they're going to invade and just because they want revenge on China for killing this guy's father. That was it. Literally, like, what I just said was pretty much how they described their, like, uh, their motive, right? Whereas mm-hmm. they could have really, like, explained a little bit of history a little bit more, really humanize the character and really build up really strong antagonists in that sense right yeah and so it's like you could have educated the people where it's like oh okay, it's not the actual mongol empire because i come like later this is the whole um what you call it um throwing a little history lesson throwing a little more diversity and just really like develop a character that had stronger motives mm-hmm. i'm like dang we could have a really badass character but now we're focusing on a witch so now i'm like all right, why did we have a witch? Before, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And yeah. she's another prominent actress, but now it's like, okay, yeah, why did this witch exist? Yeah, that is strange. Who was the villain in the original Mulan? Was it just like a warlord kind of guy? Yeah, a warlord kind of guy from the uh, Mongol nations. Uh, They're called the Hun. And so that was another overgeneralizing. It was kind of ah, like that's saying, that's right, the yeah. Hun. Let's get down to business. Yeah, that's song. Yeah, so that was another one that I was like, oh, yeah, no, I understand back in the 90s, Asian representation is not exactly that big of a deal. Thankfully, now it's different. And so, all right, you have to overgeneralize it. It's a cartoon. You have to basically water it down a lot. Sure, I can let that slide kind of thing. But now we're making a live action movie and you touted this movie as historically accurate or like more faithful to the ballad. Then I'm like, all right, well, my expectations are different. Like, yeah, I'm not going to expect this to be like the cartoon movie, but now I'm expecting it to be historically more accurate. Did they mark? Was there a big marketing push to like say like, "Hey, this isn't going to be like the cartoon. It's going to be more true to the like history and like." Yeah, the... so it was definitely brought up when it was first announced this movie. Okay. So like when this movie was announced, it said that, and so but the thing is that people are still upset. Like, there's no Mushi and no singing. 
I'm like, all right. Mm. I'm like, the entire time, like, I was a big proponent for this movie. Like, I'm going to wait till it comes out and then give my opinion of it. I'm not going to make any judgments. I'm not going to make any, like, whatever. I'm not going to say nothing until then, right? Yeah, yeah predictions. Yeah. And because, like, I'm going to keep my expectations low because it's probably best to not be disappointed. And I'm glad I kept my expectations low because <laughs> I wasn't as disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that's the thing I usually caution you against doing. I feel like I'm always worried when you say you have good expectations for a movie because then it's always pretty much going to be, uh, I really didn't like it. It was not good for X reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's uh, definitely a couple of times where it has screwed me over in the sense of uh, Dark Knight, right? That's a perfect example of where like my expectations are really high. Yeah. So yeah. I feel that too. And Infinity War kind of, right? I really like Thanos. Oh, <laughs> a lot of like Infinity War, I just didn't like the ending. Oh, okay. Well, that was ruined for you partially too, but that was kind of a spoiler, right? Yeah. So the ending to me, I was just like, does these deaths mean nothing to me? Cause there's another movie. Yeah. I don't know well, why I should be sad at all. So that was, anyway, that was it. But this yeah, is this a whole nother topic. But uh, I was going to say also, this kind of feels like a direct contrast to uh, The Lion King. Did you hear the reviews for the remake of The Lion King? Um, yeah, so Lion King was basically almost frame by frame for yeah. the most part, um, like I a heard, cartoon. Yeah, exactly. People criticize it because it was like, why would I see this live action thing when it's pretty much the exact same thing as the cartoon with like nothing added? And this is like in contrast to that, it seems like this is almost they took too much different uh, creative kind of liberties with the story and like the elements and the characters and whatnot. And now people are not as happy about that. I don't know. Does that seem to be a consensus where, pe- where like, people are specifically not happy, not because of the quality of the movie and like the story, but be specifically because it's different from what they were intending or what they were expecting from the cartoon? Yeah, so it's actually important you bring that up because right now, because Disney is on this whole like, let's make different, let, let's make live action iterations, right? And so a couple of arguments that I did hear was this is the exact same thing. I don't like it. Some people are like, I want the exact same thing. Uh, I have to admit the singing was a little bit flat in Lion King. Could have been better. People are upset. They're like, why wasn't there any facial expressions in these animals? Okay, well, they literally took like, they super basically superimposed a lion with its own. Lions don't exactly have the same facial expressions as humans. <laughs> That's not so my check. Like, lions don't have faces that lend themselves to singing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, well, they did that and so like oh it's too realistic okay so it, it's kind of difficult right now it's like okay well people didn't like the iteration of like beauty and the beast i don't know why i didn't watch it but they didn't like the live action version of it um trying to think of other like live action stuff anyway so it's like it's one of these things where it's like disney's doing this and they know they'll make money because you're going to go see it but then again when the reviews come out it's like who are they trying to please at this point and it seems like it's an uphill battle of trying to please. So like this movie in a way it's okay. Well, who am I pleasing right now? Am I going to please like the nostalgic um, millennials who's writing off of this? Or do I want to, since this is also like a heavily Chinese uh, cast movie. Oh, do I want to appease the uh, one to 2 billion people in China? Because that's a cash grab because Mm -hmm. a little bit of this movie I want to say is that it's riding off the whole waves of like uh, Asians and Asians in movies. So I think when this movie was announced, it was like after Crazy Rich Asians or something like that. So there's mm-hmm. a wave of that. Um, writing on the whole like Simulu, um, he was person who also denounced this movie. He's Shang-Chi. 
Simu is also quote unquote Disney because Marvel. Oh, um, he denounced it. Like he said, like he wasn't a fan. Yeah, he, he his comment was pretty much after it was the comment that I mentioned earlier about like I have to go yeah. back and think about my honor again for the oh, fourth time thought, or whatever. I thought he was actually like I thought you meant he was like sincerely like <laughs> this movie changed me and made me think I need to think about my honor more. I didn't think that was like a backhanded. It was a backhanded thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gotta be that's gotta be weird, isn't Disney kind of the guy paying the big bucks for Shang Chi? Kind of like he's biting the hand that feeds a little. A little bit, yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like well, he has a right to say because he's kind of Chinese. Yeah, fair enough. But, but uh, yeah. going back to your earlier comment about Disney remakes, I looked up a few other ones. It feels like there's kind of a mix of like results. Like you had the Jungle Book, 2016. I feel like that one was reviewed pretty well. Did you heard about that? Oh, I don't know, actually. I, I didn't care because I never saw the original Jungle Book, so I didn't care. Yeah, I, I never saw it either, but I heard pretty good. Like, I remember seeing the cartoon as a kid, and then I heard good reviews about the um, the live-action movie that came out. That was John Favreau, the same guy that does, like, Iron Man and all those movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else? Beauty and the Beast was 2017. I heard good reviews about that. That was, like, with Oh, I've heard mixed. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Dude, I was so – oh, man, I was on a date once where – that was the movie we were going to see and it was sold out. So then we saw Logan instead. <laughs> I've never been more happy for a switching of the movie. God damn. Did, did uh, your date enjoy Logan? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, okay. Cause I was like, it didn't go anywhere. So I don't really care. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And if right. and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Anyways, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Back to Mulan. Um, tangents. What we're all known about. <laughs> we need the tangents. Tangents are the fuel of life. I think. Um, but yes. Yeah. So I think, Seems like, yeah, I totally agree that Disney is kind of doing this trend of like kind of remaking the like past movies in live action format. And if I had to guess, I would assume what, the, what they're trying to do is like one kind of cash in on nostalgics. Nostalgia is one of the most potent drugs that will make people buy things if it makes them, if it reminds them of a time when they were happy. So I think, you know, when you were a kid, that's one of the happiest times of your life um generally <laughs> uh, it's when the world doesn't seem as dark and bleak of a place as it does in 2020 and uh when you can really get into movies without worrying about you know jobs financial responsibilities obligations things like that so i would assume people want to like remember those things and that's what disney are kind of thinking and at the same time then for the kids nowadays it can kind of reintroduce them to that movie for the first time that was if i had to guess that's what it would be but i feel like at the same time a lot of these remakes, uh, kind of, they're coming in so strong, people might get kind of fatigued by it. Would you agree with that? I think so too. So a little bit, I think is, um, you're right. They they are playing on nostalgia. I think this movie especially is very very prominent in showing this is more of a cash grab, right? So like, why make these nostalgia movies? Why not make original content? So some people have criticized, and it's well, you people yeah. will still watch it because cash grab. Please watch more because i have stocks in disney but um yeah um yeah and to a degree i think it might be kind of tiring after a point because like marvel i'm tired of marvel i'm tired of actually superhero movies because it feels like a chore superhero tv shows becomes more and more of a chore and that says a lot too because you're like somebody who reads comics and like actually gets into the average marvel movie more than you know the average person (laughs) so yeah and somebody like us so somebody like you or me is tired of them that says that there's a lot of marvel movies (laughs) yeah so i've given up on a lot of like tv shows like i I now have like kind of a rule where the for myself really because before i was like oh superhero tv shows i'm gonna watch every single one and then life got busy and i'm like all right well 
Um, not like my YouTube favorite YouTubers where they get paid to do this for me. It's like, okay, well this is a hobby and I can't keep up with it. And I don't even, and these aren't even that good shows. So unless like this, this specific hero show is phenomenal, then I'll watch it. Otherwise like I, there's too much because everything's interconnected in a way there's Easter eggs here and there, but also a lot of it is very, half of it is basically trash. A lot of it's filler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Iron Fist is the example everyone brings up of like a not good superhero TV show or like the first one that kind of bombed hard. Do you remember which like do you remember the exact moment what show you were watching where you were just like being bored and like on the third hour of watching it where you're just like, maybe I don't need to watch every Marvel show. So people are going to hate me when I say this, but like CW, the whole superhero stuff with the Arrow, Flash and Supergirl. And then they introduced Batgirl or Batwoman. Yeah. And yeah, Batwoman. And they introduced uh, Black Lightning. And CW, their whole campaign is Dare to Defy. Sure, whatever. So they're very uh, LGBT friendly in the sense of like they introduce characters who have LGBT relationships. Whatever. I don't care. I just want cool fighting. I just want a cool story. But then again, that that all those shows became formulaic. We're introduced a superhero. Then half the city is going to know his identity because they need to form a family team nuclear unit formulate every every step of the way yeah and so i got sick of it okay that actually totally makes sense to me because the cw shows uh, like i never even touched those because to me they always seem they just reeked of cheesiness (laughs) and i think cw as a like provider has a very specific brand of that kind of cheesiness which kind of appeals to you know i guess more like teenager kind of audience and like kids and I don't know, maybe some diehard superhero fans like yourself out there, but I don't know. I was never into it. But anyways, yes, yeah. we, we digress again <laughs> to Milan. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a couple of major points of the, to really summarize some of the major cons of this movie, movie itself, is really the lack of character development where it's like, okay, um, they could have really, they could have really shown like a strong antagonist and really taken advantage of like expressing that history. Uh, I feel like, I'm trying to remember, other different character developments like our Mulan, the pacing of the movie really played into the character development. Like, all right, we're jumping next to whatever. A lot of it is like you're assuming that um, you're playing off of the whole uh, nostalgia factor. Yeah. Uh, another con that I mentioned before, the whole Chi and Phoenix thing. It's like, all right, we're going to take Chinese elements and throw it in here. Are we hmm. really going to try to jam the square peg in a round hole <laughs> and you're really trying to shape it yourself with a with the chisel and it's like what the fuck is this weird polygon <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't seem like it naturally fits in especially if people aren't expecting it. there's got to be a lot of people who see this expecting to see like a literal live action remake kind of what they do with lion king and like everything's the same and then be like what the hell this is so like i don't remember this element from the cartoon but um i have a question so when you're talking about the i think you mentioned the acting earlier was uh, I heard, I've heard a few people say the main character's portrayal was a little flat. Like it wasn't bad per se. It was just kind of like, eh, like it's just not memorable and just kind of going through the motions without anything super kind of like showing that she's like owning the role. Would you agree? I think it's difficult when English isn't your first language, right? So I think part of, so she's, people love her as an actress in general, but I think mm-hmm. it's because like English isn't her first language. And like for a person who, in terms of like being bilingual, she blows a lot of people out of the water. I'm not going to denounce her English capability, but I think that like, if English isn't your first language, 
it can be a factor in how you act. And so I feel like maybe they could have gotten somebody, if you want to make an American movie, right. Mm-hmm. And people are speaking English. It does help when the person can like um, speak in that way in the sense of like, for example, you have, we have a, a ton of British actors playing American superheroes. So people have joked about that. Like are, why are we having British people haha, as like Batman or Superman? And yeah. it's like when they talk, you don't really hear that British accent. So it's like, all right, not to knock on her like English capabilities, but it's like, yeah, her acting felt kind of flat. And I'm not sure if it was because like English was not her first language mm. and such like that. And it, it could have been, it may not have been. I could be entirely wrong. But definitely overall, out excluding that, then yeah, her acting was a little flat and it wasn't really memorable. Mm. Okay. She's pretty young too. She's uh, only a few years old and then it's 33 years old. Yeah. And, but there's definitely one actor, um, the character who played, uh, Hong Kui. I might be butchering his name in Chinese, but, um, he's for him. I was like, Oh, there's definitely a little bit of character development. He's, he got a few badass scenes. And I think when I looked up his character bio, he's like a Chinese New Zealand actor or something like that. Hmm. Um, I might be butchering his bio wrong, but yeah. So like he is definitely from a, a, he was raised in an environment where like English was his like first language potentially, I believe. And so like, I really liked his character development. I really like his portrayal. Hmm. Was she, wait, sorry. The name was Hung Kui. Uh, Hung Kui. Uh, it's H O N G H U I. So he uh, was a, he was Yosan, a new character. Yosan An. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like IMDB, his name is very Korean. But then IMDb says like he's of Chinese descent. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing very that. Very confused. I'm seeing that on Wikipedia too. Chinese and it says Macanese New Zealander. Yeah, he's New Zealand. Fun, fun fact: He has a black belt in karate and also practices kickboxing, ninjutsu, ninjutsu, powerlifting, and Olympic weightlifting. So there you go. Do you think that's why he was so authentic with the action? <laughs> uh i think so yeah no so like i really like his portrayal i really like this introduction to this actor i think there's definitely some degree of uh, a little bit more character development than most characters in this movie um wasn't bruce lee was in it too bruce lee i'm sorry guy uh geez i'm tired jet lee yeah yeah that's pretty cool was he in it much or just like a small cameo no, he he had his own scenes. He definitely had, like in the beginning, he's playing the emperor. He's sitting in the back kind of thing because he's royalty. So there's not too much, but definitely there's a scene where, um, spoiler alert, he does get captured. And so he does a little bit more acting time and does. Oh, yeah. So one, he doesn't have a fight scene where it's very reminiscent of, have you ever heard the movie series Once Upon a Time in China? Yeah. So yeah, so that was Jet Li's movies. His pretty much his most prominent original like core movies. Um, he had a few scenes that were very reminiscent of that. So if the actor was trying to pull for that, I got that hint. For a lot of people, a lot of people actually are not, millennials are not aware of Once Upon a Time in China. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, <laughs> that was pretty badass. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that Easter egg, if that was true. Nice. Yeah, I could see it. It would make sense. There's no reason. It seem, seems more believable that it would be true if like, it seems less likely that it's just a coincidence, but um, that's cool. I feel like we haven't seen Jet Li in a while too, at least like in a movie that's at least been in the yeah. States. I don't know if he's been doing stuff. I just haven't seen as much. I do know he's been straying away from acting and been doing more for like his personal projects. 
because um, he is like 40 or something like that. So a lot of people who, like in America, when people cast him, they're going to want him to do something action-y, right? So like even yeah. Donnie Yen said himself, he's like, I don't want to do any more Ip Man movies. Why? Do I get injured all the time? I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> so like Donnie Yen did have a did have a couple of cool fight scenes, which are super cool because you're going to have to expect that from Donnie freaking Ip Man. Yeah, um, he's one with the Force and the Force is one with him. <laughs> yeah, so like you're going to expect that, and so they they definitely do have a couple of fight scenes, which is great. Um, so where some I guess I can talk about definitely some of the things I really did like were um, dang, what's his name again? Uh, uh Yosan on. Yeah, Yosan on, and on the end they had those cool redeeming moments of those movies. Well, actually, they're not redeeming; they're fun moments. Uh, trying to think, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, so I do agree. The acting was a little bit like, okay, not What's sure that? if this is, not sure if it's a language barrier so that she isn't able to fully express herself kind of thing, or if the director is purely like, I want you literally just to be monotone. Hmm. Yeah. Like, that, think, that also could be as just as plausible. If you had a guess, if, say hypothetically, if they do the movie in its native language and like she's speaking in her native language and it's kind of like dark, they do the language and then they have subtitles and then they try to make it a big thing in the States. Do you, if you had a guess, think her acting would have seen better? I think so. Because okay. like, I, actually, that's a good example. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, is that when I watched Dark, I, I enjoyed it better when it was in German because it felt like the talk, the speech matched the facial expressions. When mm-hmm. I was watching it in English dubbed because at one point I just ended up playing video games and I had to because I want to focus because it was, a, it was relatively slow pacing Yeah. Um, because a lot of it was very plot building, plot setup. So I listened to it dubbed and when I wa- listened to it dubbed and watched it, it felt very disjointed. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a different issue, subbed and dubbed, but I think when a person is very comfortable in their language, then I feel like they can definitely better express themselves a lot more. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think, I mean, based on what we're talking about, if they were trying to go for the more like um, honoring the culture, it almost seems like they should have kind of released it in its natural language and then kind of been to like American audiences. Like how about you guys get on board with watching it in the subtitles or like, you know, but I, I mean, that's, that's parasite. Like um, when the movie won, people were like, why isn't this movie in English? They're like, subtitles exist, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it used to be the thing that like you felt like a film hipster if you're like, oh, I like foreign film, but now it's kind of like, hopefully the world's embracing it more, you know? Because I think, yeah. at least for me, it's it's kind of a cooler, there adds a mystique to it. Like, oh shit, I'm not watching fucking, I don't know, Transformers 10, like the most like McDonald's of American kind of cinema. Instead, I'm watching like something that is seeing something so ingrained in its own culture gives you this like cool slice of life that you're not used to. So it kind of adds like, it kind of gets you more immersed in the story because you feel like it's something you're so not used to. So I don't know. Could have been a cool opportunity. Yeah. So definitely for this movie is that, so actually no, think about a little bit more doubling back. I think it is, it it could, I think a lot of it has been the, uh, the, the production team, not production team, but like the actors and not the actors, uh, the director, director. (laughs) Third time's the term. I'm like, I am too sober for this. No. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah. like, I think because the, the costume designer was uh, was white, I think the costume, I mean, I don't know about the whole matchmaking thing where they dressed up in certain ways, 
I'm not familiar with that. I can't comment. I know people have pointed out that the uh, the uh, the costume designer was Caucasian or white. I'm like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I personally cannot comment on that. Those, I don't know what to say. Those got those goddamn whites hate them. <laughs> but no, so like the director and the uh, the writers, I think were uh, white. So I'm like, okay, I could see where you kind of screwed up there. Like you, like Disney really set themselves up for failure for this movie. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's. I have one question actually too. I'm curious. Did the did the did so did they do the whole thing where she tries to be like appear like a man? Like, did they play that off well, or did she like just wear armor? Or did they did they do that part at all? Basically. She just tied her hair in a bun. She wore like the um, was a thing that like women wear to like flatten their stomachs, but like she wore around her body to flatten like her chest and stuff like that. Oh, corset, corset. That they yeah. did hold that. They um, wore like hat, armor, stuff like that. Um, was she get away with it? I mean, yeah, she tried to change. Also, she definitely did try to change her voice to be more deeper, more masculine. Uh, so they definitely did do that. It, it it wasn't as big of a deal. Like I mean, they still had like a whole shower issue. Like how is she going to shower? Uh, they did ah, play on that okay. a little bit. Um, it wasn't like when Superman puts on his glasses and then takes them off. Everyone's like, oh, it's a totally different person. <laughs> yeah. So like, like they do definitely do address it and they do do that. Um, is it as entertaining? Probably not as entertaining. So like, definitely a lot of the stuff that were supposed to be jokes didn't feel as like natural in that sense. So definitely mm-hmm. like. That's where this movie, I think the biggest issue where Disney set itself up for failure was what was the identity of this movie? And clearly, the identity was cash grab. Yeah. But that's the question. Has it actually grabbed the cash? Let's see. Actually, that's a good question. Looked- I don't think it did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right now, do you want to... I'm on Wikipedia. Do you want to guess the numbers if I tell you the budget of how much it made? Uh, go for it. All right, budget two hundred million dollars. How much do you think it made back so far? Ten million. Uh, triple that. Thirty-seven point six million. So. Oh, thirty-seven point six million. Yeah, that's still still a huge deficit. But I mean, that's also a question of like how much of that can be attributed to coronavirus. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we so need like an alternate universe where coronavirus didn't happen to really fully gauge how this movie would have performed. Exactly, yeah. So coronavirus never played into it. Um, also, like, even the country of China really didn't like this movie because um, one of the arguments and criticisms that I read was that the, um, the, the it was very, like, Western image of China or Chinese culture. So, like, the whole For Honor thing. Uh, whereas it was um, the ballot itself really isn't about honor. It, it was more about patriotism. It was literally just about self-sacrifice that was what it was. And so like, if this movie was shaped in that way, I think it, it would have done well and would have helped re-earn that 200 million that they lost in this movie in advertising and production. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of looking up Wikipedia and I'm seeing the same thing that you were mentioning about Chinese audiences criticism. And it's kind of saying the exact same thing. It's like talking about key and how people were unsatisfied with how the film handles the cultural elements um and like he and making a magical power that the heroine can possess but it's more like a traditional thing not like this magic kind of i don't know magic thing yeah no that's the thing is i like i'm fine with you integrating i'm fine with you throwing it in there but please know what you're doing with it it's kind of like all right i'm gonna talk about um um what you call it 
I won't talk about America, but it's all about cheeseburgers and guns, which isn't true. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on in America. Same thing with this. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to overgeneralize uh, some common cultural aspects and it's going to work. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I kind of, now I'm getting a pretty clear picture based on how you're describing it. So I probably wouldn't see this movie myself, especially if it's almost two hours long. But that's why we got here, you here, Josh, so you can see the movie and tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. And there's definitely a couple of things, and I guess we can shift gears to um, some things that are kind of, that happened indirectly to the movie. And a couple of things I want to bring up is the whole subtitle thing. So for everybody's, like, for their information, um, Disney Plus actually doesn't have Chinese subtitles, at least from the movies that I, I skimmed through, didn't have the option for Chinese subtitles. And so a lot of people were upset, like, how can you have a Chinese movie and not have Chinese subtitles? Initially, I made a joke of, like, they were too busy trying to figure out if it was traditional or simplified text. Um, but then I looked into it, I'm like, oh, they just don't have Chinese subtitles, period. And I'm thinking, oh, Okay, definitely this is somebody in the marketing team's blunder of not including Chinese subtitles or production blunder, whoever's, to not include this. Yeah, that is pretty odd, I have to say. I don't know. It seems like there's no reason not to do it. Like, even Dark has Chinese subtitles. That's a German show. Like, why would you not have it for an actual movie that's, like, in this kind of wheelhouse? I mean, actually, to Netflix is, like, 2020 hindsight. They actually have a lot of Chinese text for, uh, at least a lot of the stuff that I've seen, they have Chinese subtitles, which is... They know, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're trying to pander to China, like, because everybody is, because there's a ton of money there. There's a ton of people there. Yeah. But then Netflix is like, okay, well, I'm going to accommodate them by giving subtitles. Boom. Well, not everybody in China can read or understand English or French or any other 30 other languages it's subtitled in. So, yeah. 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 It, it, I Obviously, it takes more time and effort to make the subtitles, but it, it, it just seems strange why they would not take that time and effort. Did they release a statement or anything like that saying why? Uh, I think they're I think they're just trying to hope that it goes away. There hasn't really been much statement about it. Oh, it, dude, it's so not going to go away. That's not the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the other thing that people are upset about is the $30. So people are upset that it costs $30 to watch this movie. And I don't, I think a lot of people are kind of not aware that let's say a family were to watch this movie, right? Mm -hmm. um, so actually my friend bring up the point. It was like, okay, if you want to watch it on Disney plus you have to pay for the membership and that's $37 or whatever it is. Uh, membership tier you have. I'm like, well, you got to think like most families, most people that have kids, they're a family of three for the most part at minimum. Yeah. However, we want to qualify that, but yeah. um, that's going to be ballpark over $30 for a ticket. Cause an adult ticket is anywhere between 12 to $15 kids anywhere between was it like seven to like twelve dollars or something easily over thirty dollars um and so i was talking to a family of five and they said anytime we go to the movie that's a 50 60 whatever dollar excursion if you if they don't do matinee if they do matinee it's going to be very reasonable um and so for them it's like well no thirty dollars is actually perfect they're mm -hmm. saving money to watch it at home and the How disney plus does it so if you pay for it once, do you have it for like twenty four hours or like forever? Yeah, forever. That, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's or you have guess, it forever as long as you have Disney Plus. Uh, okay, I guess that slightly evens things out a little. I thought it was like a one time viewing at first. 
Yeah, so well, the thing is that they're going to release it for Disney Plus for free in December mm. for people with Disney Plus, and so a lot of people are waiting for that. I pirated this, anyways. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Then I, the thirty dollars makes more sense if it's only like available until that time when it's going to be free. But at the same time, that's not ideal for a movie. So I guess maybe they're hoping people kind of understand <laughs> that Corona times aren't kind. Yeah. With- and- movies that were supposed to be released in theaters so and so people know. are like no it's too expensive it's way too crazy i'm like all right how many of you guys are like uh streaming this on discord and having watch parties even if this wasn't 30 freaking dollars how many of you were going to do that anyways yeah true so it's like all right they're probably banging on people streaming this whatever so they're going to make money but then i do understand from like for me i i if this was for free, to be honest, I probably may have cast it to like one or two other people to make like a whole date night thing, whatever, but not like a whole viewing party because I know everybody's going to be different. They have their own preferences for movies. So like, or some people who only watch it for like one or two other people. And so then it doesn't, this $30 does not justify in any sense for them. Yeah. Did you pay the $30 or did you use a loophole? <laughs> did you do somebody Yo else's? ho, yo ho, Pirates Life is for me. <laughs> Wow, damn! I'm almost impressed that you know, like, a, if you can find a legit streaming site that can like put it for free and like have good enough quality, I'm kind of surprised. Moving on <laughs> from my sources. Um, All right, something John doesn't want to talk about. We'll talk about it offline. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll share you a couple of links later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm actually well. That's another topic, but I try. To, I want to support these people. <laughs> but uh, well, sorry. So, Anyways, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, if you can't support them, definitely I encourage it because I have been moving away to less streaming sites and more, like, legitimate sites and watching ads to con- to really support the industry, especially yeah. for anime. But for this one, I was like, all right, I'm watching it by myself, $30. I'm doing this for research. That's not a good just reason, but I'm just saying. It's yeah. not going to financially be great. Anyways, so... um. I get that. The other, the other more controversial, probably the most controversial thing I will touch touch upon is um, the the movie itself was filmed in areas where re-education camps were located because right now, like like I've mentioned before, China isn't exactly the most friendly for freedom of religion. And so if they have re-education camps for people of Muslim faith. Um, and so they thank the agencies and such like that for thanking, thanking for letting us to film here. Keep in mind that like, this is just common courtesy in general where any production is being filmed. Now also keep in mind that this is a cash grab. So they kind of have to include it in there, but also keep in mind, they probably could have omitted that in the American version and left it in the Chinese version. Hmm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So definitely a lot of these like things that happened with the movie indirectly I feel that like, okay, I understand the decision-making. Okay, not the subtitle thing. What the fuck was that? Um, a, lot, a lot of this is like, I understand where Disney is coming from, from an executive perspective. But at the same time, it's like, you really could have probably handled this very differently and not have screwed yourself as much as you did so yeah. phenomenally. Well, it's funny you mention all of this because I think the logical question that is begged after all this is, will there be a sequel? How do you? Well, if you had to guess... Without any outsider information, what would you think based on this movie? Do you feel like it's a movie that you think, oh, yeah, I'm curious. They could do more with that universe or it would make sense if they had a sequel. I don't know. What are you, when you finished the movie, what were your thoughts? I kind of don't ever want to watch it again. 
you kind of never want to watch it again yeah so like all right in terms of sequel <laughs> that shit that shit ain't happening uh not like the mulan 2 straight to dvd vhs whatever yeah no they ain't gonna do that um well, it's funny because uh, Wikipedia, the most credible source ever, um, claims in April 2020, it was reported that a Mulan sequel is in development with Chris Bender, Jason T. Reed, and Jake Weiner returning as producers. So obviously this is like a month into Corona time. So they probably factor that in before this, you know, $35 million box office performance happens. So we'll see if that actually I found the article. But uh, yeah, so apparently it was part of the plan. Is that a surprise to you at all, would you say? They're going to want to re- reevaluate this plan. That's what it says? They're going to have to reevaluate? No, I, no I, I think they're going to want to reevaluate this plan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. But the, <laughs> if they make a sequel, I'd be so surprised. Like, well, I mean, that's a, that's a good question, I think. What's the, like, sequel that was made for the, like, least amount of success? You know, a movie that absolutely bombed, yet they still made a sequel? Because if they do that, this will be a contender. Actually, yeah, no, a couple of things I do want to bring up is, is that like Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it a good score, like a 70 something percent. And I read some of the quotes. Some of them were of Asian people that say like, this was an okay movie. And a lot of them were saying this is a terrible movie. So I do want to bring that up. Um, another thing I do want to bring up is spoiler. Do you remember in the cartoon movie where the, the Huns were, dis- were basically, most of them were annihilated by the uh, avalanche? Uh, kind of vaguely. Yeah, so they didn't show that scene where like the uh, the Huns or in these cases the Roman army appeared out of the snow. Um, they did have the avalanche scene again, but they didn't appear out. Um, so that could be a sequel. Another is introduce a love interest as a sequel. There was no love interest in this movie. No. Damn. I Some people were upset about that. I thought Jason Scott Lee. I saw his title. I thought maybe he would have been the love interest by default, but I guess he's no. a lot older. Yeah, no, there's really no, like, love interest in this. But then, like, I think I may have heard, like, one or two people complain about how, like, oh, there's no love interest. I'm like, do we care? <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know. That's part of, that's a big part of Mulan, though, isn't it? The cartoon? Wasn't the love interest, like, kind of a crux in it? The the love interest in the animated movie was subtle, right? Uh, it was more hinted at, like, it's going to be Shang. In the, uh, this movie, there's no love interest whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I were to watch that, that would kind of feel like something is missing. I mean, I'm not a guy who like needs romance in my movies, but it would. That'd be not like it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire. I like when all these things are happening. Like the real key differences is just like after a while, it's just like, is this even the same movie? It's just like so different. But oh well. Yeah. So that's that's the thing is that at the end of the day, I'm like, this movie became very like a cash grab, and it, it lacked identity. It's like it's it set itself up for failure, and it proceeded to pour gasoline when it know when the when planning knew that they shouldn't have yeah i could see it yeah on that note well, what i recommend this i've been telling people probably if you have disney plus just wait for the free one <laughs> what would you grade it scale one to ten um a week five damn so that's a straight up f <laughs> A week five. So, so yeah. it's like, it's not the yeah. worst movie just because it had a couple of like redeeming qualities or it doesn't make it absolute shit. And I do like some of the designs of certain characters, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, maybe that's personal preference, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, eh, it had too many cons going into it as a movie itself, not controversies included as a movie itself. 
All right. Is it the worst Disney remake ever? Or is there I've only seen like two Disney remake movies and apparently people said that they're terrible. <laughs> I really like the Lion King remake. I did. Oh, you like, like the Lion King remake? I liked well. it. People hated yeah. it. And I'm like, but animals and they were adorable. They're like, it was too real. <laughs> okay, Sing was a little flat. I agree. So it's not as good. But the, guess- the cubs were adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on your expectations. If you're expecting like a I don't know. If you're kind of just looking for low-hanging fruit, I just want to see something, like, aesthetically pleasing, like, nice-looking animals, kind of, like, cool CGI effects and, like, nice songs. And I guess it's fine, but I don't know. Lion King was a movie I think people really got into, so maybe they just had higher expectations, you know? I think definitely to a degree that our generation, our millennial snowflakes, like, as much as, like, people, boomers, we make the okay boomer joke, I think to a degree they kind of have a point because, like, it's like you said, we're we're being very nitpicky we're low-hanging fruit and it's it's a lot of like really and for lion king it was a lot of that for this it's like the whole going back on what i said about like there's no singing there's no mushu that those were the low-hanging fruits that people were going for and i was like i'm gonna try i'm gonna keep alluding to it but i tried to steer away from that a little bit yeah i could see that well overall based on your review of it i have to say i probably won't see it but not so much because I mean, I probably, I don't know. It like, it's not like I absolutely will never see it. It's more just like this movie wasn't on my priorities. I, I don't know. I generally don't go after Disney movies so much. And I just feel like I kind of miss movies in general, but this isn't a movie that I feel like will like ignite my like love for like seeing new movies again, based on what people are saying. But I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing it at some point, but I'm just, I'm not in a rush to see it as you can probably imagine. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, on that note, thank you for listening to the Underpaid and Underqualified show with your host, John and Vince. And until next time. Uh, yeah, I also realized that Tenet is playing within a 50-mile perimeter of me, so <laughs> that's that's good news. Wait, was playing within a 50-mile perimeter of you? Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, no idea. Anyways, bye. <laughs>